Come here, you. Kiki and Jocelyn say that they love your hair. Thanks. Sweet dreams tonight, okay? Okay. Okay. I'll mm-hmm. give you a kiss when I'm done. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing and now you're trying to feed him your body Thou fluid. Thou shalt kill all of your hands and a dog fish a tampon out of the garbage and they write a bubble page and pretend like you will a dog. Wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Hello. And we have Carly. She's the blonde. Hiya. Tonight, we are discussing the very strange case of Cosmo DiNardo. Quinnies. Cosmo DeFardo. <laughs> so Cosmo DiNardo, when he's 20 years old from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, he confessed to his role in a quadruple homicide in July of 2017 with the help of his cousin, Sean Kratz. They were both 20 years old at the time. So this episode was a request on Instagram by Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks, Thanks Kelly. Very bizarre story that we're going to get is. into. So first we are going to get into Bucks County, Pennsylvania, which is where this case <laughs> took place. Bucks County, Carly, is named after Buckinghamshire in England. <laughs> <laughs> the town that Cosmo is from is called Ben Salem, and it is a little bit northeast of Philadelphia. It's a working class suburban area. And Ben Salem's claim to fame is that Ben Franklin flew the kite mm. there that mm-hmm. got struck by lightning and the, the whole and the, yeah. the key and the whole thing. But his estate says that that actually happened in Philadelphia. So you have to decide for <laughs> okay. yourself whether okay. or not it's true. We don't know. This is a huge hunting area. There is the Philadelphia Gun Club is actually located in Ben Salem. They, they're like <laughs> the only place that does uh, pigeon shoots. No, thank no. Still? Oh, my Which, God. like, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of good on the pigeon shoot. I'm good. I don't know. I've been thinking about the Fresh Prince theme song this entire time. In West Philadelphia. Yes. We're going to jump right in. Quinny's July 6th of 2017. Jimmy Patrick, 19 years old, reported missing by his grandparents after he failed to show up to his scheduled restaurant shift. Jimmy was last seen at approximately 6 p.m. The previous night, July 5th, 2017, in Newtown, Pennsylvania. This is not to be confused with Newtown, Connecticut, which is the site of the Sandy Hook Elementary oh School God. shooting, which we will never cover. Quinny, so never. stop asking, okay? Because it's yeah, not going to happen. not happening. Love we you We do lots. enough children. We do enough dead if children. If I covered that, I would just have to quit true crime. So Jimmy, whose name is spelled J-I-M-I, like Jimi Hendrix, Love. He was on a full ride scholarship to Loyola, Maryland, where he majored in business. And he was about to enter his sophomore year of college when he disappeared. He was doing big things. He had a lot. Yeah, he was doing it. So much potential. And they really don't get into why he lives with his grandparents. Make of that what you will. Sometimes people who come from rough home situations overachieve, you know, and it seems like this kid got his tuition paid on his grades alone. So pretty good. And also another yet again, 
frustration that I preach so much in our podcast episodes, almost every single episode. It's just so frustrating that we can't have more information. Give us more information on the actual person who is no longer with us. Please. Thank you. Sorry. When when we got this, no, it's a great point, Quinny. When we got this request, I was like, you know, we could call this the Lost Boys of Bucks County. We could call this like all these different things. The Bucks County murders. So much like anything focus it on exactly on the killer but it's but yeah, so it's much so of hard the information is just about him right so, right it's you know. so frustrating yeah for sure i feel you okay so jimmy patrick has been reported missing on july 6th and we're on to july 7th thomas mayo and dean fin- Whew, these are hard it's okay. a hard name yeah so tom and dean and Mark are all reported missing. This is Thomas Mayo, Dean Finicchiaro, and Mark Sturgis. Those are the Italian pronunciations <laughs> of those names. I looked them up today. I'm going to do my best. I've heard people say Finucciaro. I've heard people mm-hmm. say Finicaro. I've heard, I'm right. like, okay, so I am going with Finicaro. It's a uh, beautiful great. name if you can it say is. it actually. It's, yes, it sounds really pretty. So this is Tom, Dean, and Mark are all reported missing. And this garnered a lot of attention because Tom was Mark's best friend and they were both friends with Dean. Mm. So now we have a group of men who obviously know each other. Some people say boys, some people say young men. They're they're 19 to 21, so you call them whatever you want. They know each other and no one can find them. So at the time, Tom was working for Mark's family's construction company. So they were both working for Mark's dad. Mark told his parents that he was going to meet Tom around 6 p.m. At, on July 7th and neither of them showed up for work at the construction company the following day and their phones went directly to voicemail. So that night, July 7th, Tom's girlfriend contacted his parents actually and said, he's not returning my texts and it's not like him. And I don't know where he is. And this is the night of July 7th. And they waited until the morning and they reported him missing. And his dad said, you know, even in the morning on the 8th, I was like, their phones just died. They're sleeping out. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they had a boy's night and they'll, he's going to come rolling back in here. Right. You're not worried yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tom and Mark. They were last seen July 7th, 6 p.m. Dean, who is also reported missing on the same day, last seen at 6.30 p.m. on July 7th, being picked up by an unidentified person. So now the community is panicking at this point, right? These are four young men go missing within days of each other, and several of them know each other. Yeah. So like, what is happening? The police immediately feel like there's got to be some kind of connection between the disappearances. And they start to hold a series of press conferences. All of these are on YouTube. They begin on July 9th. So we're going to go through a little bit of a timeline here, Quinnies. It's not the last time we're going to do it in this episode. On Saturday, July 8th, the police tracked Dean's phone to a 90-acre farm on Aquatong Road in Solberry Township. This farm is owned by Antonio and Sandra DiNardo, parents of Cosmo DiNardo, and they run several different types of businesses. They have a construction business. They have a uh, Metro Ready Mix and Supplies company, which is, I think, just concrete mixing. But Sandra owns Bella Trucking Company, which I'm sure are the trucks that carry the supplies to the place. So they basically have the mixing business to make the material, the construction to actually use it, put it somewhere, and the trucks that bring it there are all all in-house. So we're talking about very wealthy people here. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Several construction businesses. And 90 acres. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. And this is just one of multiple products. They have 
tons yeah. of property, yeah. tons. Yeah. So the 90 acre farm, the press immediately picks up on this and starts asking the district attorney. His name is Matthew Weintraub. He is leading the press conferences. They're like, hey, don't the DiNardos have a son, Cosmo, that's like the exact same age as these kids and went to high school with one of them? You know, does that, is that any type of significance here? And the DA just refuses to comment. Then we get Sunday, July 9th, Mark's vehicle was found in a shopping mall parking lot about two miles from one of the DiNardo properties on Octagon nope. Road. And then two hours after that, after Mark's car has been found, Tom's car is found inside a garage on one of these properties belonging to the DiNardos. And inside of the car is Tom's diabetic kit nope. and his keys are hanging on the wall in the garage. Can we? No diabetic more... pack left behind. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh my can't he God. the kid can't get by without it so red flags and why would the keys be on the wall no that red flags. detail actually really creeps me out it me too it yeah. really creeps me out it's like it was put like away saturday goes sunday goes nothing no idea where these kids are monday july 10th cosmo Donardo is arrested but he's arrested on an unrelated weapons charge this uh -huh. charge stems from an incident in february 2017 where cosmo was found with a 20 gauge shotgun that he was not not allowed to possess because he had recently been involuntarily committed to a mental institution. We will get into that later. Great. <laughs> Freaking great. Yep, we're off to a great, great, great start great. here. Great. So a judge had dismissed that case in May of 2017, but the DA actually sought to reinstate it and refile in light of the circumstances, which is pretty smart. Yeah. They're basically just looking for a way to hold him and they don't have anything yet, but they know that he's connected to these kids. They asked for $1 million bail because they say he's a flight risk and they do not name Cosmo as a person of interest in the disappearances of these young men at this time. This is on Monday, July 10th. They say nothing about the search that's going on right now and the search for these men. All they're saying is $1 million bail and they don't bring up these four missing guys. But in general, like they narrowed in on him just right off the rip, which is- They got him quite yeah. rare. They got him yeah, really quick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Same day, Monday, the DA comes out, press conference, 11.30 a.m. again. He says that they believe that foul play is involved and the FBI is now out at the 90 acre farm where Dean's phone was tracked. So things are escalating. Tuesday, July 11th, the DA names Cosmo DiNardo as a person of interest in the press conference and confirms that all four men have a connection to each other and to Cosmo DiNardo. And then shortly after that, Cosmo's parents posts 10% of 1 million, which is $100,000 cash. And he went home. It's a pretty big, pretty big day. I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I can't imagine at 20 years old asking my parents for like $200. Yes. You know what I Seriously. mean? Like I would be like terrified Seriously. to be like, so I got a speeding ticket. It was $190. And yeah, I but... also need 10 bucks for gas. Please help me. Yeah, you know what this, I mean? Like this mommy and, and we have loving parents. Care. Like we have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be yeah. terrified to ask for something like that. Like I would be laughed out of the room. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, these parents just don't care though. They don't give a shit. They've well, got they money coming out know. their ears. They say that they 
that the system failed them, Whitney. I know. Mm, I know. Mm, 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 mm. So then we get, so he's home. Great. On Wednesday, July 12th, the DA states that they have found several pieces of evidence at the DiNardo farm property and the search is intensifying. Wow. This same day. So Cosmo got out of jail yesterday and then he was rearrested this time for trying to sell Tom's car. This was not on the farm wow. property, right? This was a different property? Different property. Okay. So there's many Dinardo properties right, on right. Aquatong Road. Okay, so this was it. not the farm. And wasn't he trying to sell it for like 500 bucks? 500 bucks. An like anonymous informant dumb. came yeah. forward and said that Cosmo tried to sell him the car for $500 on Saturday, July 8th. Just wow. So that's the day that Tom was reported missing and he's trying to sell the car. So this time they set the bail at $5 million. What is so that's ball. quite a bit more to yes. come up with. You have to give them half a million dollars to get him out now, which they don't point, do. They're not going to get their 100000 back, right? Absolutely not. That's a good thing to bring up, Carly. That's great. So you're not going to get your money back at any point. And, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, you know, you're paying bail and you're never going to be able to say, please give that back to me now. Thank you. Yeah. Like, nope. It's not happening. Even if they rearrest you the next day. So... <laughs> Save your money, mom and dad. <laughs> so now we're on to Thursday, oh right? July 13th, midnight press conference. DA comes up and confirms they have found remains on the Donardo property, a 12 and a half foot common grave. That's a direct quote. Just to think yep. about it is insane, but it's Tylee and JJ. Yeah. Except that obviously it wasn't like his kids, but. But buried on a rural property yes, like right that. There. Yep. Like right there, you know, the whole county is holding their breath yeah. that like they're all, you know, they all got trashed and slept somewhere where they have no service and they had to, you know, like, it's just, yeah. these are 19, 20 year old kids. Like you just don't think, you just don't think of that. They identify 19 year old Dean Finacchiaro's remains. And they said that they're working to still identify the others. And they say, quote, this is a homicide. Make no mistake about it. So that breaks overnight Thursday morning. You know, everyone, there's just a friend's news articles, media. Later that day, 5.45 p.m., we have attorney Paul Lang, who is counsel to Cosmo Gennardo. He makes a statement to the press and says that his client has made a full confession to participation in the murders of all four men as a part of a deal to avoid the death penalty. So then the following day, Friday, July 14th, Sean Kratz was arrested at his home in North Philadelphia and charged for his participation in the murders based on the accusations made by his cousin Cosmo. Like what a week right now. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So we have Wednesday the 5th all the way up to Friday the 14th that this is going on. And in that period of time, we have a quadruple homicide, a 12 and a half foot common grave, a 20 year old that confesses to his that he did it and then implicates his cousin who did it with him and tried to sell the car and tried to sell the car. So according to Cosmo Donardo, <laughs> what a piece okay, of shit. In his confession, it's all we got. According to him, this is what happened to Dean Finicciaro. Finicciaro. Finicchiaro. Yes. That's what you've been saying. Yeah. Finicchiaro. (laughs) Finicchiaro. I've been doing this earlier. Finicchiaro. I love it. Jimmy Patrick, Tom Mayo, Mark Sturgis. Wednesday, July 5th. Let's roll it back, Quinnies. Okay. Jimmy drove to the Donardo property to buy weed from Cosmo. Now, Cosmo said that Jimmy wanted to buy four pounds of marijuana. It's going to cost him $8,000. And Cosmo said Jimmy showed up and only had $800. We're going to come back to this. Cosmo said, I can't give you four pounds of weed for that price, but I can give you um, a shotgun 
I could sell you a shotgun for that price. So then he reportedly took Jimmy to a remote location on the property and shot him to death. And then he used a backhoe that was on the property to bury Jimmy in a secluded area. And he said that he did this because Jimmy had a Glock on him. He's 19 years old. He, He had a Glock on him and quote, I knew he was going to whack me. So I whacked him first, put two in the back of his head. What evidence did you have, Cosmo, that he was going to? Yeah, no, this is like, no. Jesus Christ. So the day after he killed Jimmy Patrick, he went to his psychiatrist. Thursday, July 6th, he was being treated at the time of the murders for bipolar, schizoaffective disorder, and schizophrenia since November of 2016. And he was taking antipsychotic medication. In was he the, taking it? There's some debate about that. Some people say he was 100% because you could tell the difference between when he was and when he wasn't. And some people say the exact opposite. He wasn't. And I could tell because you could tell the way that he was. Do, you know what I mean? Like, It's like 50, 50 people are like, I could tell that he wasn't on his meds or I could tell that he was on his meds because of the same behaviors, same shit differently. Got it. So he's in the waiting room of the psychiatrist's office and he has his iPad out and he Googled soup maker cartel. That is a Mexican drug syndicate that is known for dissolving bodies in acid. Wow. Waiting room of the psychiatrist's office. Okay. okay. Did they unpack that during the session? That is Jeez. a subject of huge debate of much litigation right now. So then we're on to Friday, July 7th. And Dean, remember, was picked up by an unidentified person. Cosmo says that it was him and his cousin, Sean. He said that Dean wanted to purchase $700 worth of marijuana. Cosmo and Sean decided to rob Dean and Sean Kratz shot him in the back of the head. This is what Cosmo says. Cosmo then shot him too, because I guess that's what you do when you're both implicated in a crime, but I guess that's hard to understand. He said that he also shot him, but he, but Sean had already killed him. And then they said that they put Dean's body inside what Cosmo called a pig roaster, which in fact is not a pig roaster. They may have used it to roast pigs in the past, but it's essentially a metal tank, right? That is on the farm that they have used probably for pig roast before because you need like a big smoker, whatever. They put Dean's body in a metal tank. And then the same night, Cosmo sets up a drug deal with Mark and Tom. And you know, I really hate that it's worded like this, a drug deal, especially with Tom and Mark, because they were picking up a negligible amount by all accounts. And these are two kids in their early twenties buying pot, like get over yourself. Like, exactly. Let's not call exactly a, I just, I can't. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) A murder of a bunch of kids simply over pot is like freaking absurd. It is. It really is. is. It really is. And even the district attorney in his press conferences are like, there's been a lot said about why these men were out there in the first place. And I would encourage you to remember that they're murder victims. When Mark and Tom arrive at the farm, Cosmo shot Tom in the back and then shot Mark as Mark started running away. Tom did not die. And he was screaming for help saying, I can't feel my legs when Cosmo ran him over still alive with the backhoe. Oh my God. The same night that he killed. Yes, the same day that he killed Dean. They killed Dean and then they immediately killed Mark and Tom. I know the first one he's like, oh, well, he was going to whack me. So I whacked him first. Okay. So um, the other three also were going to do that. And then your cousin also felt like that was going to happen. And so we have Sean with him for these last three murders. First murder, he's on his own. They placed the bodies of 
Tom Mayo and Mark Sturgis in the same tank as Dean. And then they tried to set the bodies on fire by pouring gasoline on them, but it doesn't really work. Vanessa Guillen, it's Tylee Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like literally. But don't kill, don't murder. But also you can't set them on fire after. Like you just can't. No. It's not gonna. It's not a thing. It's, it's not, not a thing. Gonna, no. Not, and all you're doing is just. Sons of anarchy. Like, no. It's just worse. It's, it's just worse. It's like, it just makes it so much worse that you're yes. like now, like they can't even identify these people. Then they use the backhoe again to bury all three men in a metal tank at approximately 12 and a half feet below the ground. And then they went out for cheesesteaks. Oh, great. And Cosmo said, I couldn't eat mine. I didn't really have much of an appetite. Cool. Alternating between giggling and making small talk with the cops and lawyers throughout this entire confession. In the end, he, he did break down and cry. And he said, quote, I don't know why I did this shit. I threw my life away for nothing. My life is done for nothing. And then another quote that he said is, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy. This is why this is so fucked up. And then his attorney, who was attempting to comfort him in this moment, said, quote, 90% of Cosmo is a fun-loving good son, and you've just got this dark side that fucking eats you up and you kill people. Okay. I mean, he's right. I agree with his attorney. I I really do. I think he's been literally wanting to kill for like a long time. He did appear to a lot of people like he was totally normal. So he was charged with four counts of criminal homicide, conspiracy to commit homicide, abuse of a corpse, several other charges. He pled guilty to all four murder charges, was sentenced to four life sentences to be served consecutively without the possibility of parole. And then you have Sean Kratz, who rejected his plea deal. They offered him a hundred 118 year sentence with parole possible after 59 years. And he said, absolutely not. And went to trial instead. I'll try my luck at trial. He was convicted at trial of first and second degree murder of Dean Finicchiaro and voluntary manslaughter of Tom Mayo and Mark Sturgis. And he received life without parole. So how did that work out for you? I mean, still his parole would have been when he's 80, Yeah, but but now there's no chance. I will say that with all of the technology and systems that were used to search these properties. The heroes of this story are the cadaver dogs. When I was telling Michael about this at dinner and I was for like, the it win. was the dogs. It was I love it. The dogs. They I love it. It makes me happy. smelled Literally. these remains inside of a metal tank after they had been burned by gasoline 12 and a half feet under the ground. That's I was telling so Mike, cool. I was like, I listened to the Generation Y episode about this mm-hmm. and they were like, the dogs went. They're like, it's here, dude. And they start digging. It's not there. And the dogs are like, nah, dude. No, it's, it's still here. there. And they're like, well, people Keep don't go going. past six feet. And they're like, no, dude, it's still there. Keep, Keep going. Digging. 12 and a half Amazing. Feet. That's because amazing. They had, a, they had a backhoe. You know what I mean? Like right. they had, love it, you know, equipment. It was like, but what you I wouldn't think to look that low. No, but, right. but the thing that I love it so much, it just, I just, the dogs. Okay. But it also makes me mad of the, all the other cases where the dogs aren't taken given, seriously. If not, yes. they're not. Right. Or they're, you know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, well, maybe they, the dog kind of found it down here, but we don't, we don't know. Like inside of a tank. I'm not over it. Inside of a tank after they were burned by gasoline. I'm sorry. All those other dogs, if they lost the trail or they didn't find it, it's because you didn't search properly where the dog told you to search. You didn't keep going. You didn't keep looking. You didn't find it yet. It's phenomenal. It's the dogs, man. So, but remember, right? Jimmy was not buried there. Jimmy was buried elsewhere on the property. And the 
district attorney actually said that if he hadn't offered the deal to Cosmo DiNardo, because a lot of people wanted him to get death. Huh. Yeah. Right. The DA said, if we hadn't offered the deal, they don't believe that they ever would have found Jimmy yeah. because Cosmo was the only witness to that murder and never would have told them where he was. Yeah. So they wanted his family to be able to bury him. Which I get. And so they, when he offered that information, confessed to all four, they were willing to take death off the table. So who are these guys, Quinny's, Cosmo, DiNardo, and Sean Kratz? Oh, who these big old are they? Uh. Oh. So Cosmo, right? Son of Antonio and Sandra. Very, very wealthy family. He grew up playing football. He was kind of built for it. He was the captain of his team in junior high until he got a series of concussions and a neck injury oh, and had Jeez. to stop playing football. So, oh, so he had head injuries? Oh, had multiple okay. head injuries. There's there's oh, multiple head injuries in the story. So that's great. Oh, so Aaron Hernandez vibes? For real. I really I wish we could take a little look see inside the old the old melon on him. Oh, I really I wish we could. He's got the MRI results. Do we know when he was diagnosed? Yes. Schizophrenic. Okay. Cosmo graduated from Holy Ghost Preparatory Academy. This is a small, prestigious private school. He had straight A's top of his class. This is where he met Jimmy Patrick. Jimmy Patrick was a year behind him at this school. And Cosmo taught Jimmy how to sell sneakers, Quinny's. <laughs> so this is what Cosmo would do. This was his racket in high school. He would go to different stores when new sneakers would come out and he would buy a whole bunch and then he would sell them to the people in his town or in his neighborhood or in anyone in his school who wanted like the nicest shoes. So he showed- he for more. He Probably he'd definitely sell for, for more. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So Cosmo taught Jimmy how to do that. And I just think it's funny because Jimmy's a businessman. Yeah. So he probably was like, I want to learn how to yes. like yes. do my own entrepreneur thing. And so, yeah, that's how like they Cosmo knew each other. didn't need to hustle. Like, not at all. Need to do it. Like, no, absolutely not. He was just doing it. I don't know whatever. because he never really found a thing. So he, after high school, went to Arcadia University and he only lasted one semester and he went home with major depressive disorder. So he saw the therapist on campus and he was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and he left school. Okay. One semester. Then he comes home and he was in an ATV accident in May of 2016, where he was pinned under a vehicle for several hours. Jesus. Resulting in several head injuries, compound leg fractures. And Great. his parents say that this is when he started acting bizarrely. Mm. After this accident, they said that he would refuse to eat. He thought that his food was poisoned. He thought that they put a chip in his cast in his leg. Like there's all this intense paranoia creeping in like bad, Bruce bad, Blackman. bad. Yeah, because it fucks with some part of your brain when trauma like that happens. And this is also when he becomes physically aggressive with yep. his family. So he was prescribed strong antidepressants after the accident, basically because of the major depressive disorder as well. Strong Strong antidepressants after this accident, it, he gains almost a hundred pounds, which just adds to his level of depression. Well, he's and, also not doing football training anymore. Right. Like he's not doing anything athletic yeah. anymore. So he's yeah. just putting on weight. 
his mother now this is information from his mother and his mother i struggle okay i don't know what i would do if my kid did something like this i don't want to get too i don't want to rag on her too hard but she told philadelphia magazine that before he gained this weight he was quote the hottest boy in ben salem i have Mm. a lot of issues i have yeah i don't like i don't like that no 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 i don't like that i i have a lot of problems with that why would you say it that way Way. Why I would you say, say it, like it that? that way? Exactly. You could say it any other you way. Could you could so say it so many other ways. Don't he say it. Say, like you could you say, my my boy is so handsome, handsome. before this, or or even he's like oh. so popular. He has yeah, whatever yeah. I want to say, but right. like. Ugh. Oh, wow. Oh, Oh, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Um, And so it it is in July of 2016 that his mother tries to get him voluntarily admitted to Abingdon Memorial Hospital for mental illness. But on the way to the hospital, they got into a fight. Cosmo bit her severely. They get into a fight. He bites his mother. He gives her a black eye. And then he limped out of the car, right? Because he's still on crutches from the ATV accident. He tries to jump into another woman's car saying that he was being kidnapped. So eventually they got a hold of him. He was restrained. He was apprehended and he was involuntarily committed. And this is where we get bipolar, schizoaffective disorder, and schizophrenia. This is where all of these diagnoses comes in. Diagnoses. Come, come from right when you're involuntarily committed is this still for like the probationary like 48 hour period or 72 hour period and then like reassessed or he was like oh after a week i think she wanted him to stay for as long as he right like to that's stay. what i was that's yeah. like for whatever reason that's like what i was envisioning was supposed to be happening and in the next five months Cosmo Gennardo was institutionalized for mental illness on three separate occasions. It does not say whether they were voluntary or involuntary every time. In those visits, he threw a wheelchair at a female technician and he punched a nurse. In this time period, he attended an open house at his former high school at Holy Ghost Prep. I don't know why, but he showed up at it and he was disorderly and he was banned from the campus following that event. Damn. So according to his psychiatrist... Cosmo would talk about hunting his father with an AR-15, and he was extremely angry with his father because he would complain of the many affairs that his dad was having behind his mother's back. He had a, he he did like hunting in that area. It's like very common Popular, to go hunting. Yes, right. But he talked about using an AR-15 to a psychiatrist to hunt his father wow. and explained that he was extremely angry with him because he was constantly cheating on his mother. From Cosmo's perspective, Jeez. no word on that no word on whether what the truth of that is no nothing yeah we don't know what's true or not we don't know this next one i literally can't i i literally can't this is the this is the craziest shit i've ever heard in my life on the cul-de-sac where they lived in ben salem his parents say that the house was built on an indigenous burial ground no, no, and his, no, 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 I put these. I'm not even no. done. I'm not even done. His mother said that she hears screaming in the basement and his father said that he did not believe her until he heard it too. Cosmo, oh my God. He, he could Cosmo, totally have been possessed by a demon. So listen, so Cosmo was 
I'm at serious. At this point what? in the summer of 2016, he says he's hearing voices. All of this is going on, this incredibly unstable environment with their son. They turn hard into religion and they had the house exercised by a priest. This is a year before the murders. Sandra, the mother, she said that the priest ran from the house and vomited all over the front lawn. No, no. This oh, then, no. so obviously, no. You know, a lot a lot of people are going to want to know if that's true or not. No one from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia will corroborate any of this. That they, they even will, went there? The church will not say whether or not they had any, they were ever there, nothing. They We cannot corroborate that statement at all. We don't wow. know if that happened. No, we know. No, we, we know, know it, it fucking happened. We, they just don't want to no, talk dude. about it. No, dude. I completely one million thousand bajillion percent believe it did not happen whatsoever. We're almost. We're almost at final thoughts, Quinny. There's really not that much more. We're almost there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so. Bad. We're almost. Yeah, literally I'm almost heated. there. We have like I'm two heated. paragraphs. I'm and it's so over. sorry. So, I'm so no, no, no. We have like two paragraphs. And it's over. Oh my God. So throughout all of this, Cosmo is telling his friends about all the guns and all the drugs that he's selling. Right. Wow. There is one. 100% no proof that he ever had any of those things. There is no proof that he ever had marijuana in his possession. There is no proof that he ever had guns. It is possible that he used that to get these kids to him, but never had anything like that. That's a re- that's something that we have to contend with. There's no Holy proof of it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he had other intentions. He had some other intentions. And up until the end of high school, he was strongly anti drug sober wow one of those straight edge kids not into it at all very anti-drug but he did know how to shoot right and he loved hunting but that's not the same as selling guns and so at this point right it's it's the end of 2016 he's spiraling downward his mother says you know he doesn't have any friends He's got, he put up a bunch of, there's a a bunch of really sad Facebook statuses that he put up that are like, well, does anyone want to hang out with me for my birthday? Who wants to hang out with me? He also says a bunch of like really messed up stuff to women online and there's screenshots of all of that. So it's hard for me to like really feel too much sympathy there, but it's clear that nobody's talking to him and he doesn't have any friends. And that's when Sean Kratz rolls up into this picture, Quinnies. So Sean Kratz also doesn't have any friends. Okay. Also just seriously so his mother Vanessa contacts Sandra and says hey can Sean spend some time with Cosmo because Vanessa and Antonio Cosmo's father are first cousins can Sean come hang out with Cosmo like you know they're the same age they live relatively close like can you know can I send them over and they can get to know each other I want to get him out of Philadelphia I want to get him into some different friend groups whatever so what Vanessa doesn't tell Sandra as far as Sandra says is that Sean had just been investigated for attempted murder in Philadelphia like right before he made friends with Cosmo oh and Sean was also walking with a limp because he was recovering from a drive-by attack, which is still unsolved, by the way, where he was shot 19 times in retaliation. He's 20. What? And then, oh, I'm sorry, I also forgot. Sean had also been involuntarily committed recently for flashing a gun at his nine-year-old brother and threatening to, quote, blow his brains out. And he had also been arrested for burglary and assault. So Cosmo's mom says, I had, I had no idea. I had no idea about his past. 
None. Wow. That still doesn't explain why all of this happened. No. Nope. All we know is that it did happen. And Cosmo's parents now are part of a lengthy court battle suing his psychiatrist for failing to care for their son. When Sean wow. Kratz was brought in, when he was arrested and brought in, he had a knee brace on and he had two walking canes, right? And you're thinking oh, like, because of the- my God. Because he was- badly injured in this accident that perhaps, you know, he was a victim of a shooting and maybe, you know, whatever. The detectives eventually got him to admit that he knew where the murder weapon was hidden. It was a 357 Magnum belonging to Cosmo's mother that he broke into the gun safe in his parents' home and stole. Sean brought the police to the location of the murder weapon. And as he gets out of the police car, he leaves the two canes in the backseat. And so the Cops put in the report, like, thought this oh. guy needed two canes. Got it, got it. Looks Obviously like Obviously, he, he didn't. Obviously, yeah. he didn't. So, wow. Quinnies, before we get into final thoughts here, we, I just want to really quick give some information on each of the entirely innocent victims in the yeah. story. Yes. So, first, we have Jimmy Patrick. Like we said, Loyola, Maryland, home for the summer, lived with his grandparents. He is described as very bright. He was a great student. He did have some run-ins with the law. There are some pictures of Jimmy on his social media before he passed. Holding guns. Who knows if they're real? It's kind of a thing. There's a few yeah. pictures of Cosmo Gennardo himself doing the same thing. But people said that he was just an incredibly kind person. He brought happiness to everyone that he met. And he was 19 years old. He had a very bright future ahead of him. And yeah. then we have Dean Finicchiaro. Again, not a stranger to the law. Had been in trouble a couple times. Dean. He was described as a free spirit who loved fishing and extreme sports. He loved Bob Marley. Love, love, love. Um, described as beautiful, passionate, courageous, fearless, adventurous, and sweet. And his family said that they that he gave the best hugs of anyone. Oh, I know. So they didn't say he's the hottest boy in town. They didn't. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. Like, I can't, I can't so they with had that. An appropriate yeah. I'm like, response I'm, I'm like their child. Okay. reading this article yes. and like putting huge circle around like this Dying. is not okay. Okay. And then we have Tom Mayo. He was thoughtful, patient, and understanding is how he's described. He was steadfast. He had a great work ethic. He was uh, very individual, very much himself. He loved fishing. He loved Philadelphia and he loved to eat at diners. Those were like his absolute <laughs> I like, fave. I love that little fact. Actually. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love diners. I, I love me a good diner too. Me too. Right? Uh, he's described cappy. as a ray of sunshine. Oh. And if you look up his picture, he really does look like a happy, mm -hmm. a very, very happy kid. And then his best friend, Mark, is described as being very much like Jack Black, who was his hero. He loved Tenacious D. He loved all the Jack oh Black God, movies. So his nickname was Alpaca. No. <laughs> I love it. I can't. I he had like a it. shaggy beard and the shaggy hair and like, <laughs> like yep. that dude would have been one of my friends for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. He played the guitar. Um, he was also an athlete in high school. His parents called him unwaveringly loyal. 
just total, total brother to his siblings, loved his sister, very loving and caring with everyone. And his dad said that he just wants to hear him play Stairway to Heaven one more time. He said he was the best of the best. And they always remember Mark for his guitar playing and his kindness. We got to get into final thoughts about this. It's a short episode because it's pretty cut and dry, even though it makes no sense. There's some other motive. There's some other motive. And you know what? Do you know my very first instinct? Uh I was at work. My very first instinct was I feel like a girl was involved. Like, what if it was over a fucking chick? Okay. Okay. So, okay. I'm so glad you brought that up because did you, did you see the apparent screenshots of Cosmo messaging a girl? Yes. And it is gross. And she's like, leave me alone. And he's like, no. I want to make babies ASAP. Like what? what? Also says like, like my sister, LOL at some point. So what, what's like your sister? She, he says like, what's up girl? Yeah. And the girl responds like, who, who's your girl or something like that? Like she basically throws it back at him and he's like, oh, you mean my sister? Oh, I get it. It's like a, it's just like a stupid it's just like, like okay, a... seriously, let's not have sex, but we can spoon. But can we spoon? Yeah. Or just make out and cuddle. Or... Yeah. But then I also think that there's other things too. Like all I know for sure is that it didn't have anything to do with marijuana. Like that was no. all a crock of no. shit. 100% crock of shit. And that it either had something to do with some kind of beef that they had, that he had with them either over a girl or like over something else or the other thing I was thinking he just had always wanted to kill and he wanted to know what it was like they ended up being the ones that he decided were gonna die he wanted to go on a spree and like didn't he like admit to and say that he like possibly killed some other people but they like haven't released it yet so So he said after he confessed that he killed two other people in Philadelphia but he did not give their names yeah he only gave nicknames and it has yep. never been corroborated yep i just feel like he's killed before like it just gives me serial vibes all over the place mm. can he be labeled a serial killer yeah how many I, do you have like, to kill technically i think isn't it more than three i think it has to be more than three yeah so I think he, I think yeah. he could. Yeah. If you believe him. Right. If you believe that he even did any of them. Like, what do you think? Cause I, I think he, he's guilty as hell. Oh, absolutely. Oh yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. think that he's, but it is, it is kind of the rantings and ravings of a person who is, who says a lot of shit always. So it's difficult. Yeah to like really even parse out like what is true and what is not right. from him especially exactly. with the rich parents too See, i mean that only makes it yeah. that only so, makes it that much yeah, more i don't when mm. he got arrested for the weapons charge they searched his house and i looked into this a little bit and the house is not the house that his parents live in but it's one of their properties but i think he just lived there mm-hmm. which is kind of like a Jamie Claus situation yes. where yeah. we're just going to put the weird kid, the weird kid in another house, house. Yep. so that we yes. don't have to uh, deal with, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. and we're just trying Absolutely. to avoid it because yeah. he was really a fucking dark little evil fucking kid. 
And his mother said that like, they went on this nuts journey with him, like this really intense one through 10 psychiatrists, all yeah. alternate, like, I think like, Quinny's right. I think he was, he's a sociopath. But I, then everybody says that he was totally, like, and okay, we know, right, from our previous episodes that schizophrenia is typically onset in young males around yep. the age of 20, right? Like that's when it happens. If it's going to happen, it's going to yes. be 18 to 21, right? right? Like that's usually when it comes on. Yeah. And so it's very possible that he was totally, that the, he showed no signs until that age. But you have a kid here who is a year prior to this saying, I'm hearing voices in my head and his parents are getting the house exercised. See, okay. Yeah, it's bad news bears. Something about, that's bad news bears. Like, okay, I understand like if he's, if he's in the throes of schizophrenia, I totally understand. And I, and I'm glad that he was seeking help of any kind, whether mm-hmm. it be the psychiatrist or the involuntary slash voluntary stints in the mental institutions. Okay. But I still, even though I know that the mom was like trying to drop him off that one time, I don't know. I don't know them, but I get a vibe that they just want to brush it under the freaking rug. I mean, the dad up, definitely, it seems like is not involved in this. Not involved. And they're like making up every excuse that it's anything but it's actually your son's fault. Yeah, and it's shady. It's shady. I feel like truly when it comes down to it, it's a mixture of his mental health and not being adequately helped and counseled or what have you, medicated, anything. It's a mix of that plus his parents either letting him do whatever he wants whenever he wants and or not giving him the proper consequences in whether it be discipline or right no you can't say you're just gonna go shoot some things and then it's fine right and let's go to the mental institution and let's not lock up any of our guns even though after you're involuntarily placed you cannot well they said have a gun permit like you're not allowed to have weapons they said that they only has still had the one weapon and he somehow got access to the weapon and they don't don't know how he i know it's really hard i don't believe them the fact that you brought up the indigenous burial grounds quinny that alone is what tipped me over to where they are they're in denial they are in they are serious in denial yes serious denial. okay and that okay but his Quinny. whole childhood and okay now but in the same vein issues, no. it's all okay yes together. i get that i totally agree with you because i think you're right like, i what? think he really actually has the mental issues and shit yeah i 100 believe in that shit i totally believe there are houses that really are buried over some old ass shit I truly, really do believe that people can be messed with by other spirits. Like, I think that is a real thing. Yeah. And I truly believe Cosmo was like, no, that shit can happen sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Like for sure. The address, Quinny. No, no. What of the house of the house? They just own so So much many properties properties. and they Uh, probably don't want in Ben Salem. In that, but it's in Ben Salem. It's It's all in the town. Okay. Call this. We know it's on a cul-de-sac as well. I'm going to try to dig a little bit. Yeah. It's on a cul-de-sac as well. Quinny, you should. the thing. And you should find out. I'm going to find out. And that exorcism did not happen. I'm sorry. It didn't. Yeah. With the priest running out and puking. I'm like, this is getting cinematic. 
that's exactly. this is, cinematic that's yes. so hollywood like it come really on. is yeah i agree i totally agree and this lawsuit that they are launching against this against this psychiatrist they have launched it and it's been thrown out and then it's been amended and then it's been appealed there's just there's all this going on but what they've done is uh she is the power of attorney for cosmo and she is Sandra is his power of attorney, and she is filing on behalf of her son who is incarcerated for negligent psychiatric care. And they are asking for damages for severe emotional distress because of knowledge of the murder, because the family businesses have suffered irreparable harm because of the murder, and to recover the cost of litigation. I read the opinion, and it's pretty interesting. There is a no felony conviction recovery rule, it stops convicted felons from collecting damages in the absence of the felony. If he had never murdered four people, he wouldn't be collecting damages for this. Got it. He's a convicted felon. So typically if he had murdered four people and he was found not guilty by reason of insanity, the court would allow him to collect damages for the misdiagnosis from the doctor or from Um, the lack of care. Okay. But because he is a convicted murderer, a felon, yeah. Right. They don't allow you to make money off of that. So you're not going right. to be collecting damages in prison because right. you're in prison, dude. Oh, that's fascinating. So, but it all comes from this case called Holt v. Navarro. And this is just my new favorite. This is this I this is just my new favorite. This guy committed for a mental health evaluation after having schizophrenic episodes. He escapes the ambulance. He carjacked a vehicle. He's convicted of robbery and simple assault. And then he sued the ambulance for not restraining him. (laughs) That's where it comes from. That's why you can't file the suit. That's why you can't, because the court was like, no. Wow. You can't sue the also, ambulance. I feel, I feel like that exact thing happened in the Grey's Anatomy episode. It's probably I'm based on sure. something like this. Because they do that. They like take. They you know, escape like- the ambulance. And then, and then they sued the ambulance. And the court is like, no, no. you're not going to be making money off of the fact. Like you still busted out and assaulted somebody and robbed somebody. Oh anyway, so God. you can't do that. And they just got. A petition for allowance of appeal on July 27th. So they're still fighting this. They have now introduced in the amended complaint medical malpractice. So they are going after this guy. Wow. They are going after him, like not stopping. They are trying to end this man's career. They want that $100,000 back. Most definitely. Okay. Yeah, they most definitely. Just really striking to me. And I just feel like it's unusual is that he had all male victims. I don't even think that Tom Mayo was supposed to be there. I don't think he ever met Cosmo Gennardo. I don't think he had anything to do with him. I think he was with his best friend. But yeah. Mark loved ATVs as well. Right. So did Cosmo, they probably knew each other through whomever. Mark had the connection. They went over there. Tom was not supposed to be there. And on some weird level, I think it's because Tom was not supposed to die like that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's the one who lived through it, you know? And like, mm-hmm. you just don't expect somebody to jump on a backhoe. And no. you know what I mean? Like it's his death is so horrifying, but like that kid was never involved. He was never supposed to be there. He was it's never awful. supposed to no, be there. He I was agree. just with his friend. Okay. So terrible. We're not even discussing in the final thoughts, fucking douche nozzle Sean. Sean yeah. is a whole other we yeah. even wild card. What the fuck is wrong Yeah, he can guy? go right out into the woods. That's what he, he can do. He doesn't have the Denardo wealth right 
No. Okay. No, he doesn't he does have not. any diagnoses as far as we know. He was just- com- involuntarily committed for threatening to murder his little brother. Right. But is he actually wow. been diagnosed with anything? Not that we know of. I don't understand either why what are you doing. I don't understand why all of these murders don't come in until Sean. Yes. I don't understand right. like I like after one right after why? another. Like and so quickly, like there's not even escalation because it's all just happens right away. And I feel like Sean is. He's his cousin from the wrong side of the tracks from mm-hmm. Philadelphia, who's mm-hmm. like, you yep. gotta be hard, you gotta prove yourself, you gotta assert yep. yourself and yeah. the you know, and like yeah. he's trying to be this like he was going to whack me. So I whacked him first. It's like, he's it's like, like yeah. the mafia. He's playing yeah. off of Cosmos already like delusions yes. and yep. the insecurities yes. and all that stuff. You got to do this. The ma- oh my God. <laughs> you got to hit him hard. It's like something out of, out of a gangster movie. You're it like, is. dude. Yeah. But Sean, Sean's a whole nother beast. And we know Yikes. basically nothing about him. So yeah. that's great. But we know he's not getting out. No, we neither of them are. Neither so, of them are. And truth, okay truthfully, it. they this community lost four young men for absolute. There's no reason. Exactly. Yeah. There's no reason behind it. Listen, you got you're out there. You're listening to straight up evil on the way to one of your 50 properties. Don't let your fucking 20 year old have keys to all the day. Like I, I seriously he had a million places to commit these crimes he and he has it. mental illness and he's like, I, I'm just whoo. I may. You knew he was acting bizarrely after the ATV accident. Like maybe you want to keep a better eye on him a little bit. Maybe see the, yeah, that's what they say is all they did was try to help their son. All they did was send them to all these different doctors. Yikes. Didn't work. Hanging up the keys. Hang it. It's the hanging up of the keys that I'm like, that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Yes. I don't don't like like that at all. I don't like it at all. Something clean with that. Yeah. It's next level. All right. Kelly. Thank you. Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Wow. Kelly. Okay. So who did, okay. Who are we doing next week again? One more time. Listen to Straight Up Evil.